The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the hoop ball heat podcast, where there is winning and there is misery. My name is Luke Weber. I will be your host, and I am joined by my co-host Misery. I mean Bentovia. I'm just so sad. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, hi, I'm here. We're doing this. Uh, a lot of misery going on around here. We got the heat got swept. Uh, the, the heat got swept. The Bucks swept my heart, heart into a dustpan and threw it in the trash. And just because the heat got swept does not mean that we have ceased to watch the playoffs. We are doing our best to hate watch as much as possible. Um, and uh, the Phoenix. Yeah. Shout Phoenix. out Jay Crowder and James Jones, Heat Legends. James Jones, Heat Legend, three point contest champ. winner. They call him Champ. They call him Champ. They do indeed. All right. So we are your co hosts. This is Hoop Ball Heat rebranded. We are back. And because we are back, it is good for us. It is good for the Miami Heat. And it is good for this world. Ben, tell me a bit about your experience with the Miami Heat and being a fan. Well, I don't know if it's good for the Heat necessarily. I'm kind of, uh, I don't know. I get very nervous and very negative sometimes about this team. But it's, a, it's all from a place of love. My earliest memory as a sports fan um, is watching that 2016, you know, Dwayne Wade, Shaq, Antoine Walker, Gary Payton, UD, James Posey, like those, Jason Williams, um, <laughs> Michael Doliak. Uh, Michael, can't team, forget about Doliak. Don't forget, never forget about Michael Doliak. No, watching <laughs> that team win a championship, celebrating in the, you know, jumping up and down as a four-year-old in the living room with my dad. Um, that's my earliest memory as a sports fan. Uh, you know, I've been really like, uh, what's the word? I guess consciously watching since about 08 to 07, 08 ish. Uh, a great season for me to start, right? You know, 15 <laughs> wins. But, you know, I've, I've, I've started like really doing heat content like in this space uh, during that bubble run. Um, you know, really like putting my thoughts out there in a meaningful way. And, you know, I love it. And now we're here. What about you, Luke? What's what's your story? Tell tell me the the saga of Luke Weber. The saga. Well, I I think there's a a lot to be said in the saga, but I'll tell you a bit about my fandom, and uh, you all can shun me for this. Say that I'm a fair weather fan. Say whatever, but I wasn't really into basketball for a long time, and uh, when my team my quote-unquote team acquired three of the best players in the NBA, little Luke Weber had to lift his head up. And I fell in love with the Heat. I fell in love with Dwayne Wade. And I think it was after LeBron really started to take an interest in this team because I kept uh, my stuff the the uh, the future for the team and trying to navigate it way back to relevance and back to the championship um, without 
LeBron. And uh, we, we, we got close in 2016. We got close in 2020. And uh, uh, this team uh, has really been uh, really a special thing for me to watch and to write about. And so I'm happy that I can be on this show talking about my favorite thing in the world with you, Ben. Oh, that means a lot, man. No, it's 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 going to be fun, I think. I think we're going to have a good time. I think we're going to say some stuff we're going to regret, but who doesn't on a podcast, you know? Exactly. What would a podcast be if we didn't say stuff we, didn't, we would regret? <laughs> I'm regretting starting this already. No, that's not true. <laughs> right, we're having a good time. Um, All right. So, but hey. Hey. But, so for this podcast, we are going to be dividing things up into sections because we like to keep things organized. So everybody, welcome to our section of the show that we like to call Heat News. Where we're going to go over the biggest stories from the Miami Heat today and our biggest stories. For those of you playing along at home, uh, see how long it takes us to get off track. <laughs> I guarantee you, it won't be long. Now, uh, a bit of uh, history with me and Ben. Uh, ben and I, us and Ben, I don't know. But the two of us spent most of the 2021 season watching games together over Discord voice channels. And uh, we uh, are... Heat fandom has really evolved and it's uh, become intertwined because our viewership of the Heat has really been something that we do together now. So I'm happy to uh, take our uh, next step and producing content together. Maybe that's why the organization. Maybe that's why the team got swept is because we didn't want. We only watched one of those playoff games together. That's true. I was in Israel at the time, so watching those games at 2.30 was impossible enough, and it would have been even more impossible if I had to watch them and respond to all of Ben's questions. <laughs> We're already off track. Let's talk about the news, I think. I think that's a good idea. Let's um, talk about the news. All right. So, as we mentioned, we are hate-watching our way through the playoffs, and there comes a lot of debates throughout this in how do we root against a team and um, root for a team and still maintain our loyalty to the Miami Heat. How do we rank how much we hate teams, for example, if Philadelphia and Boston are playing each other? How do we muster up the ability to root for one of those terrible franchises. Ben, how did you watch the playoffs this year once the Heat were gone? Uh, well, the first answer was stress-free. I watched stress-free because my team was out. I don't really care what happens. Uh, well, that's not entirely true. I did care. Like, you know, there were obviously some finals matchups that would be more fun to watch than others. Um but I think that uh, the series that was the most fun for me to watch, and I, I feel like you're going to feel the same way about this, um, just from a hate-watcher's perspective, Philly-Atlanta was glorious to see. Yes. 
That and obviously Phoenix and the Lakers. I mean, that's what I was going to say. That's the other one. But um, no, watching Philly, you know, blowing leads. I I, uh, I had the opportunity to watch that whole, almost that whole series with um, some other people. And it was just so fun to watch. I was laughing so hard in that game. What was it? Game five where they blew the 25 point lead? Yeah, I think so. It was glorious. It was fun. Um, shout out those Hawks, man. Uh, Heat legend Solomon Hill, crossover master, has been... Heat legend, solo. Has been leading that team. Also, like, Nate McMillan and Trey Young or whatever, they're doing stuff. Um, John Collins. John Collins West, from West Palm Beach, South Florida legend. From West Palm Beach. Um, uh, it's, it's been... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. It's been good. It's been fun. I sneezed there. Oh, God, we're already off the rails. Um, already off the rails. So my perspective on this has been yeah. down with the narratives. Yes. If, if the Heat are going to have the asterisk on them, if the Heat are going to be the fluke, then everyone else has to have a fluke too. I mean, everyone is uh, going to put an asterisk on this year's Suns if they win. Everyone put an asterisk on the Heat making the finals last year and the Raptors two years ago. Well, guess what? No if every time. year is a fluke, no year is a fluke. Exactly. If ever goes back to the Incredibles. If, ever, if everyone is super, no one will be. If every title has an asterisk next to them, then no one has a ring. And that just doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> and once again, the Incredibles helps us better understand basketball. Mm-hmm. As always. No, uh, I think I'm already, like, super happy with the conference finals. The only way it would, I would have been more happy would have been if Utah had made it past the Clippers, but... Even so, like, the Clippers are the smaller of the two L.A. markets. Um, so getting, like, a full small market, quote-unquote, uh, conference finals with, you know, Milwaukee, Atlanta, and the Clippers versus the Suns was really fun. The basketball has been excellent. Like, we've had pretty much no bad games. Even the blowouts have been somewhat interesting. Um this uh, this offseason, I mean, this postseason, we've seen a lot of success from former Heat players between Dwayne Wade's uh, Jazz making it to the second round. Obviously, Jay Crowder and Joe being in the conference finals. And when you watch these playoffs and you see these teams with former Heat players, there's gotta be an inclination to root for them but how much are you uh are you antagonistic towards them for them not being on the heat i mean not at all like i i get it listen in james jones's case like i am so happy because like that dude got hired a couple years ago in phoenix and said he wanted to build a culture there and he's done it and he's really built a you know you got chris paul who is a big culture guy, uh, Jay Crowder, you know, Miami was never going to resign Jay Crowder because he wanted years and they didn't want to give him years. You know, that's been pretty well documented. So I understand that one. Patrick Beverly on the Clippers. I mean, they cut him, they cut him as a rookie. That was, you know, that's a long time ago. Um, shout out Dan Craig, by the way, on the Clippers coaching staff, uh, former absolutely head assistant, excellent offensive coach. Um, over in the East, you know, Solomon Hill, a little upset that the, that Miami wasn't able to retain him, 
But, you know, I, I largely want to root for these guys, you know? Because these guys are, you know, we rooted for them while they were here. Why not just continue to support them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of Jake Crowder's game. Obviously, James Jones is an incredible general manager. I know uh, when the Suns brought him on as an advisor, there was a lot of skepticism of whether his skills as a player would translate to the front office, and he has proven everybody wrong. Winning executive of the year this year, taking his team to the NBA Finals. I mean, who saw that coming? Everyone thought that they were losing the first round to the Lakers. It's been... I, I'm just... I'm happy for these guys, man. You know? Like, they they worked hard. They bet on themselves. And they've succeeded. And you know what we call that? We call that heat culture. We call that heat culture. Take <laughs> a sniff. Take a snorts and culture. You know how it is. Um... Oh. With that, let's move on to our next segment, three on three. Now, Ben and I have each prepared for the show by bringing in some heat moments from this season. Ben has brought in his three favorite moments from the 2021 season. And uh, as a turn of uh, the script, I will be the negative one today. And uh, I will be bringing up the three worst moments of the season for the Miami Heat. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first, Luke, or should I? Bad news first or good news first? Uh, I'm typically a guy trying to get the bad news out of the way first. All right. So let's start with this. I actually got to go to a couple Heat games this year. Um, even when it was at limited capacity, I mean, when you have an opportunity to get into a basketball game after almost a year of nothing and, and not being able to go to any sporting events, I uh, was super excited to go to a heat game. And the tickets weren't that expensive. And uh, I was super excited, even though the opposing team had a lot of injured players it seemed like it would be fun to watch the Miami Heat destroy the Los Angeles Clippers. That being said, Amir Coffey somehow turned into a Michael Jordan-level player when he played against us, and I sat there holding my popcorn as I watched him utterly embarrass the Heat. Yeah, I... I was at home for that game. It was it was not fun. Really quickly, I wanna. Do you want me to find the box score for that game? I feel like it could be fun. Part of me is saying yes. Let's take a look. And part of me is saying, oh, please no. I do remember in that game, um, Terrence uh, Terrence Mann having a really good game, and sh- uh, shout out to him from Florida State. You know, Florida, obviously. Um, By the way, when we reference that a player has some sort of connection to Florida or Miami, whether it's West Palm Beach or Florida State, what we are really saying as a quick translation is, let's get them photoshopped into a heat jersey. (laughs) Well, no, I'm also, you know, listen, I've lived down here my whole life. This is, you know, people who come 
who have done stuff here and go on to be successful. You know, that means a lot to me. But, um, also, let's get him photoshopped into a heat jersey. Dude, Terrence Mann on the heat? Oh. That'd be fun. I, I, I like him a lot. Uh, but that's a, that's a, thing. That's a uh, topic for another day. But no, um, let's go. One of my first favorite moments from this season. Um, not really a moment, more a, a stretch of moments. When the season was at its most dire, the Heat are six, seven games under 500. The emergence of the Jim VP. Ooh. Uh, Jimmy Butler playing the best basketball of his career, was playing out of his mind, was averaging like what? Like, there was a, like like a, a 30 a, point triple double. Yeah, there was like a 10 game stretch where he was averaging like 25, 12, and 10, and it was like ridiculous. He, um, he elevated himself in a level I didn't think was possible this season. Um, went back to being a decent mid-range jump shooter. Had a, what was it, 60 true shooting percentage this year? Just absurd. Played at an absurd level. Um, only guy on the All-NBA third team to get first-team votes. Just shows you, like, how... And he, he saved the season single-handedly. He really did. Yeah, especially because a lot of the uh, Heat roster was leaving a lot to be desired. I think at the end of the 2020 season, a lot of people were saying we need to make sure that the Heat have a good roster, that uh, Jimmy Butler has support, so that he doesn't have to constantly play long like he did during the finals, so that he can save his energy for the playoffs. And uh, the, uh, as we all know... I believe the quote was, don't trade the depth in a COVID year. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold. Well, lo and behold, no James Harden, no uh, super Tyler Hero, no uh, great uh, Goran Dragic from 2020, just uh, Jimmy Butler being Jimmy Butler, and then uh, everyone acting surprised when by the end of the season he was exhausted. Luke, what's your next moment of misery, my friend? My yeah, I, I like how I kind of took yours and put misery into it. <laughs> mm, yeah, it, it's feeding me. So my next moment is uh, not exactly a heat moment, but it made a lot of heat uh, fans very, very sad when Giannis Antetokounmpo signed the extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. There was a sense that, oh, who needs Giannis? The Heat can build a team the traditional way. But when you look at the Heat's roster and how it had been building up, it was completely built for a guy like Giannis to step in. And Mm -hmm. I'm not just saying a guy like Giannis. It was built for Giannis to come in. And when Giannis signed that extension, that that didn't just mean that the Heat weren't going to get a great player. It meant that everything that the Heat were investing in was now for nothing. And look, credit to him. Like, we're seeing it this year. He bet on himself. He bet on that city. And it's paying off in a big way. They're a game away from the NBA Finals. Why does he have to bet on himself? Why can't he bet on the Heat? <laughs> I mean, listen, Bill. Credit to him for it. I don't. I don't blame him for making that decision one bit. I completely understand. Um, may I? May I take uh, my my next turn? Go for it. 
Yeah, so so my uh, my next one, my my second favorite moment of this season, um, Bam at a bio. I had a couple Bam moments I could have chosen from, but I, I went with both ironically against the same team. But I went with the one that meant more to me, uh, Bam hitting a game winner, a jumper over Jeff Green and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, towards the end of the season, um, just watching him, like, he, uh, I, I, I think he, that moment to me meant a lot because he had been struggling all game with, they had been sending doubles after him. He had, like, seven turnovers. So to watch him, like, very calmly just take the clock down, dribble, get to his spot, rise up, and hit the jumper said a lot about his confidence, said a lot about him after having a somewhat rough game, and just said a lot about his growth for the future. That made me excited to see what Bam's going to look like. You know, we've got Captain Bam Erica coming up with the U- Team USA. Um, yeah, can't wait for that. But yeah, I, I can't either. But, like, it was know, a positive just, moment. It like, was I, fun. I'm not going to ruin this one because this was just a special uh, thing. I think all season, Heat Twitter had been saying, Bam has to be more aggressive. Bam has to uh, take a bigger role on offense. And I think on this game, Bam really showed that he can do it just as well as anybody. You saw him. He Right before he started taking the clock down, Goran Dragic comes up uh, to like the top of the key. He's on the left wing. Goran comes up to the top of the key like, motioning to pass him the ball, and Bam waves him off. Like, and I don't know what it is with poor Jeff Green, why everyone seems to like to just, you know, get highlights on him, but, hey, it worked out. Hey. What's your your final moment of pain? Uh, Unfortunately, I think my final moment just happened a couple weeks ago. He swept... Uh, a whole year of ups and downs and uh, me personally saying, don't worry, Ben, the Heat are going to be able to push through. Jimmy won't let us lose. Jimmy won't let the Heat down. He's going to summon some energy. Goran Dragic is going to summon some energy. Tyler Zero will drop 37 points and the Heat will push past the Bucks. What happened? And the Heat weren't a fluke. The Heat uh, can do this any year. And I still believe that, but Bucks in four. Not Heat in five, Bucks in four. You were right. You, Mr. Negative, were right. (laughs) I'm always right, except for when I'm not, but those don't count. Yes, exactly. You got to right, change so, from but, karmic B to Mr. Negative. And I think, I, I think I'm definitely right on this one being my favorite moment of the season. I feel like this goes for almost everyone, and I think it's probably your favorite moment too. Udonis Haslam. Yes! Udonis Haslam, after all year, everyone clamoring, hey, if he doesn't log a minute this season, it doesn't count. So what happens? Well, it's a marquee matchup, nationally televised game against the top seeded in the East Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid falls and injures Trevor Ariza's ankle. It was a dirty play. Um, he And what does Spo do? 
He doesn't go to Dwayne Dedman. He doesn't go to Andre Iguodala. He goes to Udonis bleeping Haslam. And what does he do? He comes in, hits his patented baseline jumper, gets a layup, gets a rebound, and punks Dwight Howard, gets ejected in three minutes. And it was it was everything you could have asked for from Udonis Heat Haslam. culture. Heat culture. Heat culture personified. Udonis Haslam. The best part about it was um, the Twitter account Stat News, which is a website, and it's a, it's a good one. I use it for a lot of my stats. Uh, they put out a tweet saying, in the last six playoff fourth quarters, Ben Simmons scored two points. In the three minutes he played this season, Udonis Haslam scored four. And it was perfect. Sixers slander, heat culture, everything you love. We love heat culture here. I think that moment made the season, despite everything. Despite everything being a little bit uneasy, a little bit depressing, without much to show for it. At least it says the Heat are still the Heat. Yep. And you know, if that's the last time we ever see Udonis Haslam, he still scored more points than Paul Pierce did in his last game. There we go. All right. Luke, I think that is the best way to end this episode. Um, I won't call it... I don't know. I won't call it our first episode. I won't call it our last episode. It was just, This is just an episode, you know? Because there's going to be many an episode. more in the future. <laughs> One of many. One of many. All right, Ben. Thank you for... Uh, uh, doing this with me and i'm so excited to keep working in the future anytime man i am honored that you would have me on this with you that you would include me in this project it means the world to me because you are one of my really close friends i'm so glad that we get to go on this adventure together and let's absolutely do it. let's go me too buddy let's, let's do go it. let's go hidden five hidden five this has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.